Hello and welcome to your not E3 stream. This is Best of Five. We talk fighting games. Um, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about Smash today, dude. It's looking pretty oh, hot. So fighting games and Smash, wow. Well, I wore my party shirt today. Um, okay, party. You're wearing your party shirt pretty today. Pretty much, yeah. Star Spangled Beef up in here uh, because it's the party game of all party games. I have to say, and we'll talk more about it later, I do think the trailer was super good and super hot. I have it. We'll play it here in a little bit. Well, it's not the trailer. It's the one that shows all the characters. Yeah. I think that's the trailer. Um, not a friend, that's for sure. I'm not sure what uh, Ace King is responding to. But speaking of Ace King, offsuit, we have Steve, Ace King, offsuit, Jurek. There he is. Look at that cool pose. Ain't nobody can pull that pose off quite like Steve. And John, Velociraptor, Guerrero. <laughs> What? Dude, nice try. I can't do it like you, man. Can't do it like you. And we're also here in descending order. Maybe we should duck down a little bit to make it look a little better. <laughs> hey, there's... Here, the I, can, I can do this manually. Check this out. There we go. Here we go. It's high tech here in the studio. So anyway, um, <laughs> lots to talk about. We got recaps. We're going to spend an hour talking about Optic Arena. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Dead or Alive and the... Uh, Sayonara to the jiggle physics. I know you guys are real upset. There's some angry peeps out there. <gasps> They're getting covered up. <gasps> this game's not worth playing. There um, actually was a lot this weekend. I mean, there's E3, there's the summit, there's the DOA announcement, there's, I mean, as you said, Optic Arena. It mm-hmm. actually was a pretty big week for fighting games. Definitely. Um, you know, it, we, last week we had a will they announce anything fighting games, and I don't think anybody really jumped on that one. We saw DBFZ was confirmed for the Switch, which had been leaked, but it was like in the past through video of the Nintendo Direct, they showed as a new Switch game Dragon Ball Fighter Z. So that's yes. confirmed. 2018 sometime. And, of course, they announced uh, Dead or Alive. They announced, uh, what is it, Jump Force? Yeah, Jump Is that Force. like a Shonen Jump superhero? It kind of looks like another one of those games, like the Naruto and yeah. My Hero Academia games that we, we try to get excited for. But I really wanted to do a block grab on characters that should be, anime characters should be in there, but I don't know enough <laughs> anime characters. And it would have been like, this, weave. One, this punk only watches Cat- uh, Cowboy Bebop on Adult Swim or something. Um, and we had revealed. the only reveal for Mortal Kombat 11 thus far. I know, right? I guess like after we revealed it, um, they were like, I well, guess they, they don't. Ed, Ed was like, "There's no point in showing it at E3. Everyone already saw it on our show." <laughs> yeah, uh, all hundred peeps. Sorry, um, guys. Sorry, right, Steve. It's your fault, but yeah, okay. thanks, Steve. He's the one that hooked it up. Actually, it wasn't even John or uh, Mike. Anyway, uh, we do have a full show here for you. A lot to talk about, and uh, we're grateful for anybody who's tuning in and not watching that really actually enjoyable Smash stream that's happening on the Keep Nintendo them both channel. Up. I had to close the tab because Mike wanted to just watch the uh, Smash stream. Um, but why don't we kick things off like we always do, and that, of course, is with a recap. Yes, sir. Let's do that. Uh, the weekend kicked off with the second week of the Smash, or excuse me, you got me thinking about Smash, <laughs> uh, the E-League Street Fighter V Invitational Group B action. Uh Pool play was dominated by Punk. He went four and one, got the tiebreaker over Phenom to get the top seed going into the the bracket stage, which was uh, a little surprising, but good to see him back on track. Uh, The bottom two finishers, though, uh, Fudo was very close to being in that opening match, Uh, got the win in the last round to avoid that. But Momochi, 0-5 in pool play or in round-robin play. Last seed going into the elimination tournament. 
doesn't matter. He beat pretty much everybody uh, to secure the spot in the loser's bracket uh, for the playoffs. Punk in through the winners. So now uh, both of the Echo Fox boys will be in top eight uh, later on this month. Punk versus Tokido in uh, a winner's side match. And then Momoji Dogara in losers which will be nuts really quick i actually really like the format they have for this i think it's really cool that like you get punished for doing badly in the round robin but you can still make it out because you obviously had to win like four matches or whatever in a row to make it out whereas punk only had to win the one and i think the way that works out is pretty cool it's dramatic right it's like yeah. that first seed in or the first person into the royal rumble but it's like oh but if that person wins the storyline's amazing so so i i piggyback off of that absolutely i think it's really good I'm going to begrudgingly also give uh, shout-outs to uh, Justin Wong. And why am I begrudging? Uh, because and it, it's a tweet completely out of context, <laughs> and I probably should have read it, but there was a tweet when he was at DreamHack saying, man, I really wish I'm salty I'm not in Vegas. I'm like, bro, you're in Austin. This is my town. Why do you want to leave so bad? Just like us. We want to leave Goodbye. too, apparently. We want to yeah, leave. Bye. We're disappearing. Um, but uh, can Chad still hear us? Yeah. Okay. Well, well um, but he did a fantastic job. On his commentary, you know, he was doing... Um, he's always been good, yeah. But it's like on another level, though, right? Because he's like, oh, well, it's because crouch medium kick is five frames, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, It's like, oh, damn, dude. And you can, like, get a little bit of insight into what his process is when he's actually fighting, right? Or At some playing. point, he'll be a commentator. Whenever he decides he doesn't want to play anymore, that's what he'll do. Because he's actually really good at it. I've always felt like that. Yeah, and obviously he just never gets an opportunity because he's competing. Yeah, he's always playing. But um, I thought it was, it was just really enlightening. I really appreciated it. Um, somebody wants to say, talk about... Talk bad about Echo Fox, and they sabotage the stream. <laughs> oh, yeah. It happened. Um, either that or our equipment's overheating over here. That That's always a possibility. But, you know, talking about the format, you know, this is the second week in a row where we've seen someone go 0-2 or uh, end up in that opening match uh, in one of the bottom two spots in the loser's bracket and still make it through. Um, I don't know if... Like if if you run it back, you would maybe want to have some sort of pun some sort of uh, reward for avoiding that opening match. Because remember, last year they had eight person round robins and they had a similar setup uh, for group stage. But last year the bottom two people got eliminated. So I'm wondering if that would be something to think about if they do another 24 person. Uh, tournament next year i personally think it's okay i mean you still have to win all those matches there's no advantage to being in the bottom spot it is purely a disadvantage these people have just managed to overcome it you know what you wanted a challenge says the chat that's why he did it so he's like i'm doing it this is too easy we'll put some weights on um all right what else we got here buddy uh well we've had a few events uh on the various pro circuits uh tekken world tour had another master event this weekend fighting games challenge out in poland and the name up top a little different than what we're used to seeing uh kudan's taking it over knee uh ending his streak of uh he was looking for his third straight master win uh but kudan's finally gets on the board with a victory this year um Kakoma, another strong weekend for Korea. What can you say? Kakoma and Rangju, Chanel and Lohai sweep in the top six. But look at number seven, Joey Fury, uh, continuing to do some work. Best finish for an American player at a foreign event uh, uh, outside of the world finals. So 
congratulations to him. Uh, if we take a look at the global leaderboard, Knee's lead grows all the way to almost 500 points over JDCR, which is all, which is essentially two master events. Uh, he hasn't officially clinched a spot in the global finals just yet. Uh, I mean, it, which aren't for another six months, uh, <laughs> but he, he could clinch as early as the next event, which will uh, be in two weeks time. And you see, uh, uh, in 17th, Joey Fury with his strong performance. He is now above uh, the cut line for qualification. I have a question. Yes. <clears throat> what does UIU uh, do? Is it just a team? Yeah. Are they a brand? Are they like... Uh... They're a team. They, they went in really hard over yeah. the last nine months or so uh, <laughs> to try and grow their presence. And they're going after... All the top talent. They got Fergus, one of the top players in Europe. Uh, they got the defending champion, obviously, Kudans. They got John Ding, uh, Peeling, one of the best in America. They're they're trying to make a global footprint, and they're uh, so far it's working for them. You you always see them in the mix uh, in that top eight spot. So yeah, and they're also tech- represented at um, Summit of Power, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Yes, dinner. Okay, moving on, bud. What you got? Uh, let's take it over to the Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, there were two events this weekend, uh, one online, one offline. Let's start with the offline event, The Fight, in Colombia, and that was taken by everyone's favorite cheerleader, Kaba, uh, <laughs> over HK Dash in the grand final to pick up his second win of the year. Uh, you see Meta RD tied for fifth, another... Rough top eight for him. Uh, By that's a player third... from uh, John's team. <laughs> yes. yes. My secret my secret plant went out and did his work. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that's the third time he's finished, uh, or the third Latin American event he's entered. And all three, he's finished outside the top four. So, Did we see half these matches, though? Because I feel like the fight was, was like, they, they did most of their matches off stream, and then they took this, like, huge break in between and stuff. Like, I, it was very hard to follow what happened here. I just kind of went back and, and saw the results. So if anybody saw how any of this went down, specifically how Mena, the reigning Capcom Cup champion, fared in his actual play, I'd love to hear it. Because that's kind of something that people are talking about right now. Wow. I unfortunately was uh, tied up with a lot of personal things this weekend. So uh, this mm-hmm. coming weekend, since there's no CPT events and no Tekken World Tour events, I was hoping to go back and catch up. And you guys didn't see it either, Efren or, or Mike? No, I didn't. I mean, yet again, yeah. I think we've said this like seven or eight times, but I mean, as recently as a month ago, Mena did win a tournament with, you know, Justin and Knuckle Dew and mm-hmm. K Brad and like 20 or 30 great players there. He's he's obviously still got it, but the consistency has dropped. And the consistency was never really his thing before. It was a better in Season 2, but him winning Capcom Cup was definitely out of nowhere even then. Yeah. His thing has always been kind of explosive, and that kind of you know goes along with the grappler, the grappler play style. And he's even been tweeting that he's kind of sick of it and that he's going to play Akuma. Is he so, another one that's going to quit, like uh, Alucard? He cl- well, he just claims he's quitting Birdie. I mean, he said that a hundred times now, so who knows whether he'll do it yeah. or not. But he yeah. does. He did and, say now that he's maining Akuma. Yeah, and he's a fighting game player, so you know what what that means. 
when you announce you're quitting something, uh, your likelihood of quitting is inversely proportional to yeah, the probably. amount of fanfare you give it. So if, <laughs> if, if you like, if you're retiring from the FGC and you just stop showing up at locals, that's like 95% going to stick. If you say you're retiring from the FGC and you make a long ass Facebook post about it, like 20 paragraphs or so, you'll be back in two weeks. I guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you got here on this here recap? Uh, there was also an online event uh, out in Europe, <laughs> Eastern Europe. Um, and once again, it's Russia on top. Swag Skeletor and uh, Duwaktik. So <laughs> yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> there, there's some. You had cancer time for ninth, so <laughs> glad that these people beat cancer. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. But yeah. Russia. Good one. Falling cello? Are you kidding me? You <laughs> really don't see Eastern Europe get out to many tournaments. I mean, almost none of these names are people have heard of. And obviously, seven of the top eight of don't have a sponsorship. So You never heard of Mamas? It, it, it's interesting. And it, you make it, I, hopefully, you know, having an Not Eastern cool. Europe <laughs> online event will help Swag Skeletor think, you know, I have 150 already. Maybe I should go out to some other events and and get some more points. I, I read Steve's graphic wrong because usually these points, these bullet points at the bottom are individual lines, and I thought I just said Russian players have finished. Um, apparently, Russian <laughs> They're just players done. Have, have finished first and second in the last three EU East events. All right, that makes more sense. I mean, uh, Russia is most of Eastern Europe, quite literally. So. They say. Don't hate on Lithuania, though. <laughs> <laughs> they they got one of the top eight. Uh, Shady uh, is a guy out of Finland who's been who did some work uh, in the online events last year. A little bit offline as well. So there are some good players out there. It's just you know outside of Moscow Fighting Arena, you don't really get many chances to see them in action. So. I like the observation from B Stepter in our chat that Swag Skeletor actually has more points than Punk, <laughs> who just <laughs> won okay. his. His E-League group. <laughs> All right. This um, game is hard. This game is hard to be consistent at, man. It's it's. I mean, we've talked about that before, but like you're seeing it. You're seeing it now. Not necessarily a terrible thing, but damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to go to them overall rankings, Esteban? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's confirm. Swag Skeletor tied for 27th at 150. Punk. Not on the leaderboard right now. <laughs> uh, he is tied for 36th with 82 points. And in fact, uh, in fact, Swag Skeletor is outplacing any Abigail main. There are no <laughs> Abigail mains doing better than Swag Skeletor. So congratulations. Yeah, uh, but you see Kaba just a few points outside of the top 10. Um, I do want to point out something, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, it was pointed out to me on Twitter that uh, my scores for Knuckledew and Daigo were incorrect. Um, I accidentally misinputted scores from uh, NCR in their tallies, and I did not catch them until it was pointed out. So uh, their current scores are correct. So I apologize for the error. My bad. That means people, people care enough to, to do the math and know that. So, Steve, I think you've made it with these, with these recaps. But, <laughs> but doing the math is my thing. If I don't do the math, then who the hell am I? 
why the hell am I here? That's You're a right, good question, dude. So we're going to be having auditions for Steve's replacement. Um, yes. You can send all inquiries to uh, Ace King Offsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you you're, could, you're, you're all gonna make me pick yeah, my you have to interview for your own replacement. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. gonna send you a shovel. You can dig your own grave too. Um, anyway, wow. Kirby Poppins wants to know uh, why is Mena in blue on that graphic? <laughs> uh, Mena is blue because he is automatically qualified for the Capcom Cup by virtue of being the defender. Yeah, I thought it was because he was sad about Birdie. Uh, yeah, that might be too. You should you should put a note on the bottom of this screen so that uh, you don't confuse so many people, Steve. I mean, I, I know you're not that great at your job, but that would, that would help. <laughs> All the shots coming in, man. Yeah, uh, but you Steve... want to beat these graphics? <laughs> you're welcome to. Steve, but the question remains, why blue? Because daba dee daba die daba dee daba <laughs> um, because Smork Warrior says should have been gold. Wow, should have, would have, could have. But you're <laughs> dealing with me, therefore Mena is blue. Oh, only for so long. All right, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you mean by that, John. But let's move on to the next part of the recap. Yes, what, uh, what? was probably the biggest event of the weekend. <laughs> Time out. Uh, I'm going through all the trouble of adding little transitions, dissolves, and Elon refuses to let him play. Go back to the wait, day, you let's, jerk. Let's watch it. Let's watch it No, he won't. He's just sitting there like a jerk. You, oh, you jerk. Come no. on, man. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, we saw it. We saw oh, it. He, yeah, he we saw it. We couldn't dodge it that Damn, time. Elon. Anyway. Double dick. Well, that was really sick. So, so just to preempt this... There is a 3v3 mode where each person plays individually one character, and you can pick repeats. So that's yeah, that how this happened. That was a lot happened. of fun, um, but explain to me. <laughs> yeah, Double Dicklo is easily the best name. Yeah. Um, Los Leffos is all right. Sells daycare. It's kind of funny because a bunch of kid boos get it. Yeah. Um, oh, so some of the power. There's a lot to unpack here, uh, a lot to talk about, and um, you can uh, – <clears throat> Go ahead and get us started there, Mike, if you like. Did you like the event? What you sure. watched? I, I actually was at the, and I don't even think we have a slide. The one time I fucking make top eight in the last year, there's no slide for it. But uh, no, I was at That's the, why. <laughs> I was at the Optic Arena, so I didn't get to see a lot of this live. I've been going through and watching some of it. Some of the power, as we said, has kind of a reality to show TV aspect to it, where they play Mafia and they play Jenga. And they do skits and stuff like that. But they also play. This was a 3v3 tournament. They also had a 1v1 tournament that was seeded via round robin. Kind of like E-League or via Swiss, I think. Um, And people seem to love it. I've seen very little as far as negative feedback, except for something I'm going to go over later. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Some people are calling it, like, the best FTC event in recent memory. Um, I have a theory as to why, too. And it's, it's because... It was this perfect melsh, meld meshing of of low like like goofy fun stuff like you said playing mafia getting to know the personalities of these players who everyone knows they're already really good established voted in whatever you know and we get to see them just goofing off and stuff so it starts lighthearted and then it enters like one of the most absolutely competitive Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments to date with only these people playing, and they go at it, and, and it, it's just like it gives you everything. It gives you the entertainment and the lighthearted stuff, and it gives you the entertainment and the very serious stuff. And so it's, it's got something for everybody. 
top that with you know top tier commentary. You got Yipes on the mic and and Sejam and a whole bunch of other people with really good chemistry. And it was just all around a great experience through and through. No matter what time you tuned in, no matter what they were doing, uh, it, it was fun. So I think that's at least part of the reason why. For the most you, part, you had comes, that, yeah, you had that magical five man team uh, for the great for the grand final. You had Say Jam, Tasty Steve, Yipes, Matrix, and Hell Pockets. I don't mm-hmm. even know how that works, but there was out. a few instances where there was too many people talking at the same time. I'm going to be that guy, and sure. uh, I think like four should be the cap. Um, some people were complaining or, or disappointed that um, Z didn't bring a little more heat. Uh, his usual flair wasn't on display, but either way, it seemed a lot of fun. I actually did not catch everything, but I did watch the finale. Try to stay up to watch that because I'm an old man and I fall asleep like around ten. Um, yeah. There's more recap here before we uh, get into a more broad conversation about some of the power, right? Yeah, um, you saw the results of the uh, of the team tournament already with uh, Nihongo OK, Fenrich, Kazunoka, and Lord Oops. Knight taking the team. You spoiled it. You spoiled it. <laughs> I didn't Come see on. it. I didn't see it. Yeah, nobody's nobody's watching. Uh, so right. you're saying here? Well, I don't want to say it now because it's already spoiled. Uh, let's let's just look at the singles tournament. The main event, uh, everyone assumed it was going to be Sonic Fox or Goichi, right? Yep. Not so much. It is the man up top, the babyface killer himself, Hook Gang God. God. This is wild, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he beat both Sonic Fox and Goichi in bracket, so there's absolutely nothing that anyone can take away from this. It's not one of those tournaments where there were so many NRS tournaments where Sonic Fox lost to someone and then Dragon won while avoiding Sonic Fox and people would talk shit about that. No, Hook and God beat both of them to win this tournament. And this is crazy. I mean, it's coming off weeks and weeks and weeks of him doing well, but, you know, losing to people who aren't on those two's level. And, you know, doing well, but getting 8th or getting 7th. Or every time he's playing Sonic Fox, basically getting destroyed. So for him to come out here, it's obvious that playing these high-intensity matches, you know, when they got there on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leveled him up to the point where he was able to take it on Sunday. And everyone loved it, man. I mean, people were pouring out of, like, the other competitors were pouring out to congratulate him. I think there's not one person people would have wanted to have taken this more than him, so... And it was a good, it was a good G, ending. Neither Chris G did very well. <laughs> yeah, neither the one that tied for ninth or thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if, if I can be real for a second, uh, this weekend was kind of rough for me. I'd yeah. rather not go into the specifics, but um, so there were a couple, couple of mistakes I made, and if I, I looks like it was yeah, rough for second. Chris too. He lost let, like let, four let times me, apparently. Let me uh, pull it back to Apology Man. Uh, that is not a typo because I, I saw him put the milk the milk in the microwave, and there is no reason why. Uh, <laughs> ah, nice, nice, nice. Very nice. Um, but Steve, come on, bro. If not us, who to bust your chops? Um, I think there's uh, quite a few people lining up uh, to bust my chops right now. So your boys is what I'm saying. And we love you, warts and all. Two Chris G's and everything. I didn't know Here, how do I give warts. you a little kiss, too? John, let's give him a little kiss. <laughs> you went too far. You went too far. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> That's for you, Steve. 
Even if, when I hate you guys, I love you guys. If, if we're done talking about the summer for the most part, I have one thing I'd like to say, which is I'm a little disappointed in the treatment that was directed towards Yehozi. Okay, let's at the talk point. about that. So Yehozi was voted into the summit, and, and for the record, every player voted into the summit did relatively poorly compared to the other players. Uh, they were, and that, that makes sense, right? The other people were either invited based on the results in the game or qualified via doing the best in a tournament for the game. So you would figure right off the bat that those 11 players were going to probably be the best ones there. Um, Yehozi did, you know, very poorly compared to other players. Like, and, you know, lost, yeah, 1 and 13 or whatever like that. Something like Perfect Legend did it or whatever. But the hate received made no sense. Obviously, people wanted her there. People voted for her to be there. Tons of money was raised for her to be there. And there's just absolutely no reason that she should receive so much hate that she has to delete, you know, or privatize her Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you can say all you want that someone else deserved to be there, but they didn't get voted in. And that's, I mean, then they had to qualify. That's the, the rules were laid out five years ago or whenever the first summit happened. Mm -hmm. So get over it. Yeah, it's like a trend where it's like, who are we going to shit on and let's all gang pilot. Um Maybe not in the exact same context, but I have seen this happen to maybe like Mena recently. Like people just fucking love it. Yes, he's salty. Oh, I'm so happy. Or, I mean, it's just really toxic. I, it makes it's me, like I, a waste I, of energy. And, I mean, it makes me wonder if they should look into the invitational format a little more. But I would hope that they don't have to, and that people would just be less awful in chat. Basically, you know. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some dunking on. Uh, whoever go finishes in last, just because that's the nature of things, you know. You know, we you mentioned Perfect Legend. We're still talking about that. How many NRS games ago? How many years ago? I think it was thirteen. Just, yeah, <laughs> God. See, the, the, my point exactly. It's it's sort of a part of history, where you know, he's a great player. He just had a a, a really memorable bad night, and Yosie, really good player, just had a really memorable, un you know, w bad weekend this weekend. Um, I just wish, you know, it, you talk crap about their performance, fine, whatever. You talk crap about who they are, that, that just, that, that grinds my gears a bit, so. Of course. People yeah. are calling us out here, Alpha Legend uh, X7 says, it's a little hypocritical, right, because we're making fun of PL. Right. The, yeah. the, the, there's a fine line there, I think. Uh, I get it, right? But we all talk shit, but then they're just going a little too far. I and think. there's also a large personality difference in terms of asking for it to some degree, which, you know, has its own implications. But Yosier is, by all accounts, someone who just posted a lot of tech on Twitter and memes a lot, but never really talks much shit. So I, I don't think any of it was really deserved. I don't know. Yeah. I said my piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, now, I, I, yeah. I would love to say, without getting too far into it, I, I I would love to believe that if another person who was there finished it the exact same way she did, that they would get dunked on just as hard. But I don't believe that. I agree. I wish I could. No, I'm glad because I mean, that. and it's happened in Smash like ten times. They always there's always some small town guy who goes oh in a million, and you know they get made fun of, but never like this. So so I'm glad you said that, Donka. But um, moving past that, uh, now that you have said it and it's there for the record. Um, the event itself was great. There was yeah, some and that's real not really the fault of the on summit display. at all. That's just Twitch stream chat being, you know, the unfortunate monster it is. The event, as you just mentioned, was 
from what I've seen, great, and from what people have said, amazing. Now, did you get a chance? I know you were busy this weekend, but did you get a chance to watch like the finals or see? I watched the, the finals. I, I watched the, the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, I watched gameplay. I haven't really watched the non-gameplay. So, what can you tell us? What, what did you glean from it? How, how are we doing in uh, in Dragon Ball as of this previous weekend? It's kind of. I mean, the, the interesting, if you want, like analysis for me is that I think Dogura and Goichi have been at a bit bit of a disadvantage from traveling so much mm. that I I could tell. And they both mentioned it on Twitter that I feel like their play has been dictated from traveling and not being able to practice and lab and take time off to improve their play. Because, you know, oftentimes it's like building muscle. You know, you go to a tournament, you learn what you need to do, and then you fix it. But if you're only going to tournaments, you never get that time to fix it. So your play mm-hmm. stagnates a bit. And I think we saw that. And on the contrary, Hook Game God, you know, really stepped it up. It's a big difference traveling from Japan to America to a tournament and then sure. traveling from America to America. It's literally a day's worth of difference and tired and jet lag and all of that. And so I'm not defending or, or, or changing anything. I just think that what we saw was America catching up finally in a lot of ways. And, you know, obviously with Hook Game God and Sonic Fox being one and two, the East Coast saying that, you know, they might be the best right now. But here's, here's the... Oh, you might be asking the same question because um, we actually did an article on this too. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, but with Goichi losing at Combo Breaker and then now getting fourth at Summit, you got to call into question, is he the best still yeah. or or has that immediately been revoked from him it, and it's kind of out in the ether or, or it goes to Sonic Fox or it goes to Hook for being the best? The development of the game is too fast right now to even be worth quantifying who's the best i think i still think we're at that point in street fighter 5 and we're three years in like i literally don't think you can call anyone the best yet but in this game especially i mean if you had to ask me i would say right now sonic's the best but i mean that could change in three days i'm sorry do you have something cut in your throat uh steve uh he was eating a taquito and uh (laughs) coughed no but uh, and and on that front i think uh what you just said about goichi being constantly on the road in these last couple of weeks and not having any time for any R&R and any time for uh, training mode, labbing it up, going and watching his videos. I mean, I'm sure he did a little bit of that, but certainly not in his own element. And and so I think that that's an absolute factor into it. And and when you're talking about a game, especially this early, I don't know about Street Fighter being three years old and everything. There's still an argument to be made on that front as well. But especially this early with Dragon Ball, it's like who's the best today is a much better or more like down-to-earth conversation than who's the best overall because so much is still getting figured out and so much is still emerging. And, uh, and, and so it's just very volatile in that respect. And so I would still venture to say that uh, a little more needs to happen. Somebody else needs to yeah. be a little more consistent before you can say you can dethrone Goichi as the best. But um, it's certainly exciting to see, one, him go into Summit with a loss, and then, two, to see it not be Sonic Fox that beats him, uh, but Hook Gang God to take the whole thing. I guess Sonic Fox also beat Goichi, if my memory serves me correctly, yes. at Summit. But um, the fact that we don't just have this this overlord winning everything is is exciting to me, and it's fun, and it keeps my interest on, on that level with Dragon Ball Fighters, and I think that's probably true for a lot of people as well. Extra cool too is that you know, like they people were going through the top sixteen, and there was ten cells, and there was eight Kid Boos, etc. Piccolo, who is a character that even after winning, people will still say is low tier, did win the tournament. And yes, it was with it was with Vegeta, and it was with Cell, but having one third of your team be undeniably not an amazing character and still pulling it off is pretty cool too. So, mm-hmm. Does that uh, well, make me, you feel a little better? Because last week you were complaining that it was starting to really solidify you, the 
teams. Oh, um, you know, a little bit. We're starting to. I mean, in Hook Game God, his first post was like Piccolo still sucks. He was still saying. <laughs> I mean, in that, there's hope for other characters. There's potentially if you're if you're, untapped, if you're a Hook Game God, maybe. All right, but fair enough. What, what, let me ask you this: Do you think that um, is is there any player who is better with a, with an individual character than uh, Sonic Fox with Gotenks? Because that man was putting in work. He almost how many single had to come at comebacks did he almost have? Yeah, I mean that that's but, one of the strongest we've seen. Hook Gang God is his best character is actually probably Vegeta. We saw a million I, I, people have yeah. just gotten really yeah. good with their anchors. Right, like, and I don't know if that's because they they ramp it up when they only have one character left and play more conservatively, or if it's that they've had to spend so many games coming back with their anchor. What it is, but you know, people really, really have been. It, it's super hype. It kind of reminds you of the Justin Wong comeback because it is pretty organic when you make an anchor comeback in this game. It's the not like Marvel one? Three at all, but yeah, it's a, it's a little easier than Marvel Two, so I think it's balanced out pretty decently in that sense, and it's hype and- to watch. And Vegeta normally on teams for the sake of the assist, right? And that's why you have everyone puts the other two characters out there first if they can. And that's why you have Vegeta's at the very end. And and I've seen like I'm not an expert at the game, but uh, you know the fair amount that I've watched, when a Vegeta ends up at the end of a team, it's like it's it's rare to see that you know see them bring things all the way back. It's much more likely with like you know like a Kid Buu or Cell or, or you know whoever go tanks if you're if you're Sonic Fox. So to see that happen as well was was kind of a, a new and exciting in that respect as well. Yeah, he's amazing. And I mean, Ultra David, I think, tweeted basically like, why is he this good? He's only been playing tournaments for six months. I mean, that's the era we're in. It's interesting. Is it like, is it because they didn't learn bad habits? Is it because because they're newer and in the era of information, they learned fighting games purely? I don't know. But he's really good having not played at least offline for that long. Now, there was also uh, some commentary. Maybe it's uh, valid, maybe it's not, because it was up against E3 and it was, a lot of, it was pulling your average gamer, right? Um, that it might not be worth it for someone to power to do FGC events because the viewership wasn't as high as, say, their Dota ones and other. Is there any truth to that? Is that even worth, worth talking about? They knew there wasn't going to be as high as there. There's different metrics, right? I mean, sure. every, you're not going to get the same viewers for that as you are for, so I'm sure they had that in account. Until they say they didn't get what they wanted, I don't see a point in us speculating, personally. Um, and I just bring that up to lead into the fact that we had a pretty exciting announcement uh, over the weekend, or since the last time we had the show, which is that uh, they're, they've announced the official world tour for Dragon Ball. And mm-hmm. uh, I have the tweet here. I can read what it says. Today we're excited to announce the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour. The inaugural stop for the world tour begins at CEO Fighting Game Championship, with registration open now and ending on June 19th. More details will be revealed soon. Um, that's exciting. Anybody? Was, well, first, first of all, I'm mad that you cut off the conversation about Summit before I got to talk about their remake of the Wonder Years. <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty great. <laughs> that was freaking godlike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's really exciting. It's you know, on the surface, a bit surprising that it's coming so late in the game, relatively speaking, compared to what we've seen with, like, you know, CPT being announced right away for Street Fighter's launch, um, with Injustice's launch, uh, basically starting a couple weeks after Tekken 7 hit consoles for Tekken World Tour. Um, You know, there's the rumblings about uh, working with Toei Animation, trying to get that 
finally squared away and they just got the licensing for it. So um, it will be good to see. Um, one little note on the bottom there, it says 2018 slash 2019. So at least one major game is stepping away from that uh, spring to winter schedule, you know, with evil right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I think that's int- smart because that gives it, that that means it fills in that gap. Right. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, and this was like the be. other, the one other thing that the Dragon Ball Fighters needed to be uh, competitive with, like you know, the other top dogs like Street Fighter on every level. Like, this was kind of the only thing that it didn't really have, as far as like off the top of my head. And now it has a tour, and that means people get to follow it even more in depthly, right? You get to follow your favorite players, where their points are at, who's doing what, who needs to win what, and it gets lets you immerse yourself a little bit further into it if you want to. And, um, and you know, follow the schedule. It gives it more of a of a of like a narrative, and and therefore is something more that people can get into, get hype about the rewards, of, of the uh, the pop bonuses, things like that. So um, this, like like you guys have said, this was expected, um, but uh, like it was kind of like when when is it gonna happen? Because it should have been you know way earlier, and it is, mm. but we have it now. And it should carry things on, and and it continues to build this giant spirit bomb of Dragon Ball Fighters energy that that is like just crashing through the FGC and and doing good things left and right. This is a really crazy announcement to me because we haven't seen the magnitude of it yet. Obviously, they just announced a pro tour. I think if this is like a small pop bonus at the end of the year, if you collect some points, I think it's going to disappoint people. Like, I really do. I think if they say it's like, oh, it's ten or $15,000 or whatever to whoever gains the most points. But I don't think that's going to be it. And if conversely, this is like a six-figure pro tour on the level of Street Fighter, I think it will be massive. And I think it will be so massive that it will even create an influx to the game even though it's been out for, you know, five months or however long it's been mm. out. So They haven't announced any kind of prize. They pricing. haven't announced anything. Mm-hmm. So... The amount of money and the amount of structure and whether there's like a final tournament that's going to, you know, have a giant trophy at the end is really going to to make a difference in this announcement because it could go anywhere from oh that's it to am I going to start playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Have they announced when the announcement will be coming? It says more info to come. That's it. We, that's all we, we have. Got, right? We have it's it exists and there's a logo. The first and event is CEO it. though. So it's like don't they have to do it soon? Guys, we have a sub. Let me get some claps going. Wait for it. Yes, our sound is for some reason broken today, but you know, you get the best clap, the Daigo happy clap. So thank you. Thank you, Die by Sword. Thank you. Thank you, Die by Sword. Appreciate, appreciate that. Feel free to spam some BOV champs, BOV what's and BOV aces. Yes, Steve? What what I'm worried or not necessarily worried about is I don't necessarily know if it will be as much of a game changer as all that because I think among the, all of the major fighting games, the competitive scene is probably least important to the success of Dragon Ball Fighters as it is to all the other games. Possibly. Because, you know, the power of the license, the power of, you know, just being a Dragon Ball fighting game, a beautiful one at that, has gotten a ton of people on board. We don't necessarily need Wednesday night fights and love... Um, level up and uh next, next level, level to yeah all all the levels we don't need all the levels uh 
you don't necessarily need those uh, on board to have a successful game. Now, that helps. It certainly does. And it brings in, you know, our audience. But if they did, if that game didn't have our audience, it wouldn't necessarily hurt hurt as much as if, say, Tekken or Street Fighter didn't have their audience on board. Why are people talking shit about Spooky here? I'm out of the loop. Um, am I supposed to feel it, sorry for restreamers now? Is that how desperate we are to bag on Spooky? Spooky has done a lot. Well, let me see. People talk about it, Spooky. It, Fuck Spooky. It's all, it's all based on the him. Sub mode? The, yeah, because a lot of people are talking about, well, if they run it and they do the same thing that Tekken and Street Fighter have done and pull those uh, big events to their own stream, that means, hey, sub chat isn't a thing anymore. So. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Um all right. Uh we could move on to our E3 section. All kinds of cool shit coming out of E3 for fighting game fans. Um uh-huh. they again Why they, we? they they didn't put the Mortal Kombat 11 uh trailer because we already had the reveal. You can go back and watch last week's archive if you want to yeah. see that. Live reaction to from all four of us. Uh-huh. And <laughs> um but there was a bunch of cool shit going on on E3. Of course, since we're talking about Dragon Ball Fighters, it's coming to the Switch. You're very excited about that, right? You've always wanted to play on the go, on the subway. I think it's nice. It's training mode on the go. I can play on the plane. It's but you not, can't put a fight stick in there. It's not an insane announcement, but it shows. They said if there's interest, we'll do this, and we already saw that it sold well. And just the fact that they're confident that they can re-release a game five months later and sell that many more copies of it bodes well for them creating more of these fighting games in the future, mm-hmm. which I think is good for the FGC as a whole. And so. it, it, it's the reaching to those casuals as well yeah. that we were just talking about. Like, like uh, Are any like seriously competitive players going to be jumping on the Switch version of Dragon Ball Fighters? Well, you, you mean, maybe if you play on pad, but even then you have to get like a I mean, like the pro Switch controller and such, but like fight stick? No. And, and so it's like, this is much more the party realm and the the fan of the anime and i watched it you know growing up realm and and like and and the switch is in a lot of ways like catered toward that it's like the family you know um, um, party mode console comparatively in a lot of ways um just there for a lot of fun and i think that just like as we established dragon ball fighters is is very much appealing to that audience I think a move towards the Switch makes total sense. Uh, yeah, and a lot of kids only have a Switch and they don't have a PlayStation Question for or whatever, you guys. So. Um, does anybody know if Leffen plays on stick or on pad? I think he plays on stick. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so, wonder if... Because like, there's probably a lot of fans of Leffen that might pick up this game. Yeah, a lot of Switch. Yeah, a lot of people who primarily play Smash uh, would certainly give the game a shot. I mean, there is a lack... He's on stick. Not... Not necessarily a lack of games, but there is a hunger for good games on the Switch because everybody and their mom, uh, you know, after the Wii U, not a lot of people were all on board. And now that Nintendo is delivering, everyone's trying to jump in. So we've seen, you know, how well 30th Anniversary did, how well uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2 did on that console. So it's a good your mom is a Piccolo main, right? And there is a Switch stick. It was confirmed in our chat. Oh, there so. is. I remember there was a Wii stick. Um, all right. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for them so, to figure So uh, we're about halfway through the show, and we got all kinds of crap to talk about. Uh, Soul Calibur V, date announced, October 19. Cool. Um, I think Geralt, if I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, will be playable at CEO. That should be exciting. Yeah. Um, and then let's get to, and Elon gets one opportunity per show 
to get on the mic, even though he never lets my dissolves play out on the graphics at the beginning, this is the man that is most excited for what should have been called Flex. Oh, Fighting X Slayer? That's the one. Dude, I, I cannot wait for that game to come out. Uh, I remember playing the beta. It was a lot of fun. You were saying that. Skullomania is my boy. Yep, he's cool. Yeah. Cannot wait. I, I, I think the only people saying that are people who get at win streaks of at least 60 well, uh, did, in that game. I mean, so. I did have a 65 win streak during the beta. So. Oh, wow. What a coincidence. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to go pro on that game alone. Oh, and, yeah? and then the, that game's probably not going pro, so that'll be my, my <laughs> If you're wanting game. to put a face to this disembodied voice, go back and watch DreamHack's Tekken. And he was commentating. Uh, don't handsome, do it. Handsome gentleman wearing a blazer. Uh, looking good. Don't do it. All right. Anything else you want to impart on uh, Fexel? Look, that, that game has a lot of really neat mechanics. Like, uh, you know, they have a big thing with the run momentum and how combos change with how you're moving. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like Mortal Kombat with the run? Uh, not necessarily because with Mortal, Co- with Mortal Kombat run, <laughs> it was to extend combos. With the, uh, with the run momentum they have is... The amount of time you ran before you started the combo changes everything you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So just like Mortal Kombat 3, got it. Okay. If you say so. So, so yeah, that's coming out uh, end of June. So we're coming up real close on that. Uh, there's going to be two versions. Uh, the main version is going to be fifty nine ninety nine. That will have uh, the full cast plus uh, Hokuto, if I remember correctly, and the 15 Goji. Uh the light version won't have Hokuto, but it will have the rest of the cast. It will be thirty nine ninety nine. It will come with the five Goji that, if you've gone to events where this has been uh, demoed, uh, it, it those are the five that you'll get. It's Gogi, you, will you? Gogi, you right? excuse God. me. Um, and then uh, the individual Gogi will be on sale for two forty nine each. Or as part of a DLC pack. You know what else is coming out at the end of June? No. My daughter. Oh, oh wow. I'm excited. All right. So um, this is, of course, I'm just going to let you talk about it, Steve. This next uh Oh, the item wrestling here. thing. The wrestling thing that is actually happening. Uh if you remember two years ago, there was a little bit of a heat up between Kenny Omega, uh, wrestler for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Xavier Woods, a uh, member of WWE. They had an exhibition at CEO, um, and we thought that settled the score, but it did not. They're, they're still exchanging words. Um, they talked with Capcom, and they've set it up. So now we have... The confirmed card is going to be a three-on-three match. Uh, Kenny Omega, the new New Japan Pro Wrestling Champion. Do we have the graphic? Oh, yeah. Let me get that for you. Let's Let's get the graphic up. This is something that... Is that too big? (laughs) This is huge. There it is. (laughs) Okay, go on. So, yeah. uh, Xavier Woods teaming up with his uh, compadres the New Day. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Big E and Kenny Omega teaming up with his compadres uh, the Young Bucks that's going to happen on Thursday uh, at 4 Eastern 1 Pacific it will be streamed by both Capcom Fighters and uh, Xavier Woods channel up up down down so 
this needed to happen uh, after Cody was released because one, uh, what's his name, uh, Kenny Omega was clearly better as far as playing Street Fighter um, over over Xavier. And that maybe maybe that's changed, but I doubt it, right? But if he was playing with a brand new character, maybe there'd be a little more of a chance. Plus, Cody or Kenny is Cody, right? So I would have liked to see this with him as Cody playing Cody, but. That's my only gripe with it. I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing. I think that it's going to be uh, really hype. It's amazing that it still baffles me that the FGC has such like an in with the WWE <laughs> and and New Japan Wrestling. It's like those guys are way up there, and and somehow we're 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 with them on this, and that's really cool. So um, I, I think a really good look through and through for the FGC, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. I get I get thrown off whenever you guys talk about that because uh, whenever you mention Cody. Kenny Omega is currently feuding with a guy named Cody. So, like, oh, he's playing Cody? Wait, no. Oh, oh, yeah, the other Cody. So many layers. layers. It's like a layer cake, man. Layer upon layer. Fighting isn't real. Hey, Steve, don't read Smork Warrior's comment in the chat. Just look over it. Skip over it, okay? Don't read that one. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't look in the box, Steve. Hey, let, um, me, let me go watch. Speaking of wrestling and like fake, Who. well, this isn't wrestling and or fake. Oh, it looks real choppy. Sorry, guys. Let me see if I can get that playing better. There we go. Look at this neatness. Um, I actually think this is Dead or Alive. It was also was announced that it's coming out. Dead or Alive Six. I didn't see a single booby. There's some boobies right there on this gentleman. Oh, nice, cool. Um, this game looks gorgeous, man. It looks super. It good. really does. Um, but uh, they also came out and said no more like jiggle physics on the breasts. Oh no! And they're also gonna look. Look at her. This one character here, who's typically fully clothed, is, Kasumi. Kasumi is supposed to be revealing her boobs out, uh, but she isn't, and people are gonna write over that. Apparently, it's an interesting decision. I mean, I wonder what they're expecting for this game because this game has never really been a huge deal in the mainstream fighting game scene. It's been around at tournaments, and obviously sure. Sonic Box owes a lot of his history to Dead or Alive. Perfect Legend owes a lot of his history to Dead or Alive. Um, Sonic Fox's brother is still one of the best on Dead or Alive players. But it's always been a stepping stone game for people, and they've kind of, you know, they're, they're foregoing their gimmick. So the question is, is that to become more respected as a fighting game? Is it to become more politically correct? I mean, what are they going for? I think it makes They're, sense. There's obviously some political correctness in there, but also appeal to a wider audience. You're not yeah. going to get new people. You might get the old fans, a bunch of perverts, but you're not going to get the new ones that are like, hey, this is a cool, that's an empowering female character that I would like to select in this game. John, you had something to say? I, yeah, I think it's 100% a, a move towards Let's Be Esports, which it's a bold endeavor for for a, a title like Dead or Alive, right? Because you haven't had as much popularity and such in the past as other uh, fighting game esports titles. But you know what? Now is the time to go for it if you're going to go for it. And I commend them for that. And and the reason I, I think that it it's not just in a vacuum the fact that they're getting rid of the boobs and and such. Like they did an interview with IGN, and it kind of shed some light on this. They're they're moving towards simpler commands, some new mechanics. But like one of them is you can just like mash the X button or something like. Like that and you get like this huge powerful attack thing 
Um, and, and we're seeing that through and through, right, with, with fighting games in general right now. Uh, they want to have a lower entry point so that people that are maybe not going to be competitive in it uh, can still play without just getting their ass kicked. And that's, you know, a conversation we've had many times. So they're doing that. Um, they're also paying attention. You guys said that it's a very beautiful game, and, and it absolutely is. They're, they're doing less jiggle physics and stuff, but they're also they're, they're doing um, damage over time. Yeah. Um, where you, you know, like the longer a match goes on, you get, you know, a black eye, some blood, you know, blood coming down out of your forehead, things like that. And that's happening both with the male and female characters. And I'm not exactly sure what the history was, but in the in the interview or in the article, it sounded like that wasn't really a thing for female characters previously. So all of this, it looks like just like a movement by Team Ninja to try to get more on the professional, respectable front and not rely on, you know, the gimmick of the sexuality to get their main um, audience looking at them. It's more of like we're gonna be, we're gonna move right up here with the big boys. We deserve it. We deserve a shot at it, and I think they do deserve their shot at it. Um, let's see what happens when the game comes out, how it plays, how fun it is, you know, how many people are interested in it, uh, and and then like make judgments then. But it is a bold choice to get uh, rid of yeah. the thing that you were you know known for. So. Sure, and, and a lot of people are, are pushing back on this in the chat, and I know I'm also I'm just trying to stir the pot with the comments, but if. Then people are comparing Street Fighter Five, right? Like you know, you got Mika, you got Laura. They all have them hanging oh, out. Oh sure. Um, I would make uh, a line. I would put a line there, and one someone a little more cartoony, but regardless, they're still lewd, if you will. Some people are saying Mr. Lumera says lewd sells. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, they had like a th- over a thousand dollars worth of DLC costumes for DOA Five, which remember when when they first came out, they, they were really pushing that. A lot of the same things, you know, the whole I'm a fighter campaign. This is going to be serious DOA 5. It's not It's not going to be the jiggle physics DOA. And then you have the costumes I, that they sold. What, what I just posed to people who are so upset by this is like, if the only reason you're playing the game is because there's jiggle physics in it, then you don't really care about the game that much. You just, you know... You can get that in a lot of places. Well, 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 well let's let's pull up the quote first. We we have a couple of the quotes from uh, some of the staff. Uh, should be in there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the pro. Yeah. Blah blah. Uh, Shimabori or Shimbori, the producer said, "Quote: We wanted to make a more cool and mature Dead or Alive this time, and to that end, we made a conscious decision uh, to make the characters less sexualized, and then." There is another quote in there uh, from the art director, Saito. He said, the female characters are still attractive, as are the men. But first and foremost, they are fighters. There's a way to to have characters be sexy and be attractive without necessarily having to go, you know, water balloons floating in zero G with the the jiggle physics. Yeah. that said, you know, I, 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 I've, I've been thinking about this for the last couple days, and the, the one thing I keep coming back to is Hooters. <laughs> Go on. The restaurant, you have my attention? The restaurant Hooters. <laughs> um, if you don't know what it is, it's a restaurant where uh, all, pretty much all the servers are female, uh, for the large part, well-endowed up top, uh, lower-cut shirts. Um, it, it it has it it has a reputation where that's where you go there, not necessarily the food, but because of the wait staff. Um, 
And I, I, I keep thinking if Hooters decided they were getting rid of all of that and they were going to focus on just the food, how many people who go to Hooters now would continue to go to Hooters? <laughs> Hooters has a family restaurant spinoff now. I think it's called Hoots or something like that. Are you serious? Where <laughs> yeah. Well, well, how many people are seeking out Hooters? Raisins? No. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's just sort of like... Like I said, you you have you're coming from a game where your money was made by selling people sexy costumes, you know, $1000 worth of DLC in your game. I don't know necessarily if you're going to win over as many people as you're going to lose, especially since so many are blaming this on you know, chat's hilarious over here. Stickman. Stickman Hooters. <laughs> Our servers are attractive. But they are first and foremost servers. Um, okay, I see what you did there. I'm here to pursue my dream of serving. <laughs> but oh, God. it's like if you're going, I just don't know if that's going to work. It's it's a way I want to see them go personally, but I don't know if it's necessarily. I'm going on the to same be, page as you. I'm not. Are, like, are they too far down the rabbit hole? That's of, that's the of, question. I, I think they are. I think they are personally. I don't think it's going to work out that well for them. Dang. Yeah, I mean, people are still going to pull up DOA Extreme Volleyball, and, and you know all the camera work you can do in that, and think, okay, this is the game I'm going to take serious now. And I, I, I think you know there's an argument to be made for just. Being that game and accepting it. You're a titty fighter. Oh, yeah. well. It's a restaurant. Yeah, Hooters is a restaurant. This is a... Restaurant. No, a that's, that's, a, that's a term. Uh, a uh, earlier, fighter. though, just to, uh, something really quick I wanted to clear up. The comparison between Dead or Alive and Street Fighter and how lewd Street Fighter tends to be. You know, just look at Laura or Mika and some of the swimsuit costumes. Of course, they are arguably just as lewd in some ways. Um, but the thing is, it, it ties right back to this reputation thing. And it's like, Street Fighter doesn't have a reputation for being overly sexualized. Dead or Alive does. So if Dead or Alive wants to move out of that, they got to do a lot more work to get rid of that, you know, that that stereotype that follows them um, because of who they have been in the past. Uh, so so it's kind of apples to oranges in that respect. So it's like, yeah, of course there's sexuality in Street Fighter Five, and they're not going to get that's not going to get acknowledged as much because of the way they're set up. So that would be the difference I would point out there. I would have named it something different if I were them. But like I feel like they're halfway on all of this. They're like halfway on trying to recreate DOA, but they're still calling it DOA 6. It's still all the same characters. I don't know. I feel like they're just tugging in a bunch of different directions. I think they And did. it's getting, from what I've seen, it's getting crucified. Yeah. I have not seen, and well, a lot of people it, it, are saying, like, they don't mind the direction, but it's not going to work. It's either I hate this or are you sure? Those are the two reactions I've seen. They're going to do the... Uh, the you got to keep in mind because anyone, any game that makes any sort of shift uh, in terms of how women are presented, how diversity is presented, it's going to be thrown into this great big conversation slash argument slash piss fight about, you know, about all Dead of these on. issues. Yo, uh, they gotta rebrand it, right? They gotta rebrand the Oh, whole the thing. chat's on fire today. Congrats, Dead guys. And the girls. Uh, but but yeah. so so you're going to have a whole bunch of people yelling saying, Hey, this is great, I'm going to buy it and they'll end up not buying it. And you'll have a whole bunch of people saying, This is terrible, stop caving to the other side, 
I'm not going to support your game. And they weren't going to support the game anyway. So Now they could do the old bait and switch and then sell it all on uh, DLC, sexy costume uh, DLC. I wouldn't be surprised either. Thing. And that could backfire even more. That's their um, OS, though, right? They, if like if this really doesn't work out, then we'll we'll just we'll just sexify the DLC and and we'll fix it real quick. All right. But yeah, you're right. And people could let, have this let, let, Let's move on to another game that was a surprise announcement for some. I knew it was coming because I had talked to the developers, but um, we had this game. Oops, oh, I suppose like shit when I go full screen on it. There we go. Um, this is called Giant Head Statue Fighter. Yes. Versus. Uh, versus. You're right. Ex. The uh, fans of anime out there are probably excited about this game. This is a presumably a fighting game. God, this has happened like so many times. Now, this might be the 90th time we've had this happen. What? The fighting game community gets excited about a new anime quote-unquote fighting game, and then it's one of these games. Which, I'm not saying it's bad. This game's going to sell hot, like, gangbusters, or whatever the, the phrase is. But, but what do you mean by one of these games? It's just another one of those, like, behind-the-back, like, run-around-and-fight-em yeah. games. You know, it's not... Like, like, like Budokai. It's not the genre that we consider fighting games or, or anywhere close to it, really. It's like an arena fighter. Or yeah, it's like an arena game or whatever you want to call it. And so you seen, don't think it has any I mean, there was, a there was another jump game just like this, like, two years ago. Well, I forget what that one was called, but it was on the PS3. Yeah, but it had Naruto versus uh, Goku, and you could already do that there, right? And then... Yeah. No, it was just like this game. Now, this one looks a lot cooler, but... Yeah, it looks really good. Well, there you go. I There's mean, some and... fighting right there. You don't think so? I, I, I don't really like... It looks like they're trying to go more realistic with the presentation, and I don't think it necessarily works here. You know, I, I think if you're coming from an anime... The best way to go is just go full Dude, anime. You, you, you clicked out like right before the reveal, secret reveal character. Check this out. Then we got Homeboy here from uh, Death Note. I, I, I'm trying to figure out if that's going to be Light or Ryuk as playable, or if they're. It's a combo. Sort of now, let me tell y'all something. I went to. I um, think it looks cool. I went to. Uh, right after Dragon Ball had come out, I was at my local GameStop, and there was somebody returning Dragon Ball Fighters saying. This is the worst fighting game I have ever played. Trash game. Mm -hmm. Clearly that guy was coming from the older Dragon Ball 3D fighters. And I think that that community is what this game is. Yeah, I know. To. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I guess the, the, the question is, like, should we be talking about this as the FGC, given that, yeah, you could, you could brand this a fighting game. It's got characters that fight, but it's not the traditional, you know, what we understand a fighting game to be, and you could argue about the definition of that. But yeah, and it's really going to be something that you're probably not going to see a ton in the fighting game community going forward. Um, it's, I mean, it's not going to be at tournaments, probably, you know, and it's not going to be highlighted if it is, you know, occasionally there. So, so I think that's that's kind of where it begins and ends. It looks cool. It's got characters from, you know, fighting games that are established right now. So it's worth, you know, kind of bringing it up and say, hey, this looks kind of cool, but it's more like a preview before a movie as opposed to like the movie that you're going to go see next, but, you know. But so. then there's a game like Pokken, which is kind of that almost somewhere in between the two, and that one is from behind yeah. the back, uh, like 3D And fighter. that didn't get adopted that hard either. I think I think you really have to go all the way. Mm. And I a license isn't enough. It has to be a license and try to be a fighting game at the same time for fighting games to adopt it, in my opinion. So there was one other uh, game that finally got a trailer and a lot of info, and we're going to save that for last. Why don't we go to the question of the day? 
Yeah, we asked, well, the question of the day also includes <laughs> yeah, your the secret game. game. Damn it. So, <laughs> well, regardless, we're going to snatch for the end. Trying, I like what you were trying to do, but we might have to go back. Nah, fuck it. Go with the question of the day. Sure. We'll still okay. leave Smash for the so, last. We, we asked uh, what new, which newly announced game were you most excited for. Uh, Bloom Tomb said that he, he's miles away from being a Smash player, but Ultimate... Uh, presentation and breakdown is nothing short of incredible mm-hmm. uh let's take it over to uh the quiet man which i don't think is necessarily one you could count as a fighting game but you know to each their own i didn't specify so that- <laughs> yeah way to go steve you should have said fighting <laughs> game but um okay uh, Demodokos went with Soul Calibur 6, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Would that be like Soul Calibur 6, six stars? Yes. Oh, whoa. I, I, I was going for something there. Yeah. Uh, and oh, then uh, uh, Silver PR said that he hadn't bought a Nintendo console or mobile device since Brawl on the Wii. But seeing that this could be the, no pun intended, ultimate Smash game ever, this could drive him to buy a Switch console just for that, and then buy their usual first-party titles down the line. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously that brings us to Smash. Um, I'll play this trailer while we talk over it here. Uh, The trailer basically announced, what people are very excited to say, is that every single character that's ever been in a Smash game... So I've played Smash competitively in my past. In fact, I'm embarrassed to say it's literally where I started. You shouldn't be embarrassed. It's, yeah, it's a really you are. interesting you trailer because the trailer itself is amazing. They go through all these characters and they say, these are the ones in the game. And you start to see some old familiar faces in there. You're like, oh, wow, they announced Roy. Like, I didn't know that he would come back. Oh, Mewtwo's making it again. Cool. He hasn't been in all the Smash games. And then they get to Snake and it says everyone's here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Everyone's here. And then they show a picture with every single Smash character ever. Mm-hmm. Because they've kind of gone back and forth with them, and people were just losing it. I mean, it seemed like unanimously <laughs> they had completely won E3 forever because of how excited people were. And I think this was a really genius idea. They oh, left this is, here's no a new one... character, by the way. Yeah, Inkling Girl. They're, they've only announced like two new characters: the Inkling well, no, Girl and Ridley. Ridley. And also, yeah. there's like a like a second version there's of Daisy, some characters. Yeah, so there's Daisy's a... in there now, but. By leaving no one out and basically calling this like a dream match kind of thing where you have everything, I, I think it's a really good opportunity for them to make a lot out of a little. Um, it's obvious from having seen gameplay that this is going to be a lot more similar to Smash 4 yeah. than perhaps mm-hmm. the other iterations have been in terms there are of some tweaks. jumps. There are plenty of tweaks. There's a ton of gameplay tweaks. You can tech throws now, apparently. Like, the air dodges are more like melee than they are like Smash 4. There's diminishing returns. There's a bunch of new stuff. But it's, it's definitely more like Smash 4 than the other games in the series based on what people have been saying who have played it already at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I think they did a really good job. and I think the trailer was hype. And I think that the Wii and the Wii U were two terrible games as far as t- consoles, as far as like a party game goes. Yeah. Because you had to lug around so much stuff. You had the sensor bar, you had the tablet, or you had the weird slow. controller things you had to add on to be able to plug them in. Whereas the Switch is like the ultimate party game console of all time. Here, let's go slow on this here so you can get the full breadth of it. Um, yeah, there's a ton of characters in this game. But yeah, the, the idea of this game and Sakurai said it himself is not to, to add a bunch of new characters. He said specifically don't expect a bunch of new characters because 
they wanted to give Smash fans everything they've seen in the past. And we and, saw and a lot of old stages and a lot of old characters. Go ahead. And then immediately after he said that, he introduced Ridley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and that might be a bold-faced lie. Could uh, be. As far as, like, don't expect new ones. Uh, don't, don't, don't count any chickens at this point. Um, we very well might see a ton of DLC uh, coming or going forward and such. But even if we didn't, here's the important thing. Uh, this Smash, well, let me ask you guys, does it look all that different from, from Smash 4 as far as the graphics, as far as the I, character I don't think graphically it looks any It's a little better. bit better. It, There's it's like a little new facial bit, right? expressions, but it's not a ton better. It's not this huge forward jump of like, we have this all new technology and all these yeah, new characters all. and all this new. It's not focused on new. It's different enough with, with we were seeing like different mechanics and things like that. It's different enough to, to really inspire interest, but it's also such an acknowledgement, a nod to the Smash community um, with having all these characters, with having all these stages return. Um, and Sakurai has said a couple of times through over the years, like he hates cutting characters. He wants, this is what he's wanting wanted to do for a long time is just keep putting new characters in and 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 not getting rid of the old ones and we finally have this comprehensive every character ever game and i think that it's it's going over really well just with where it's at right now so anything more that they do and i really think they will continue to do stuff with it they'll add new dlc characters and such um is is they're just going to be cherries on top and and it's it's really looking good for Smash in this in this like really early period. And this is only like a three year difference. I mean, this is coming out in December, right, or mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm. that. I, I don't yeah. remember the exact date that Smash Four came out, but it was. I think it was January of fifteen, but I, I might be mistaken. So yeah, three years, three and a half years. Whereas the other games were all ten years apart. I mean, literally, like it was like the early. It was the nineties for for. 64 and the thousands for melee and then brawl after that and then smash Four, they've been you know seven to ten years apart all of them so i don't think we expected even to get this and i think they pulled it off very well yo who's your main day one peach Always. <laughs> um uh this announcement has come with a lot of excitement and the stream that nintendo put on at e3 has been really badass uh, they had a lot of the uh, pro players, Zeros, your MK Leos, your Mangos up there playing. Um, I believe Zero won the uh, dude. Spoilers! That you, Come on, man! How dare you? That you totally weren't watching. We, we, dude, this we guy wouldn't let me uh, close the tab out before the show. Um, but not without its controversy. Mr. Wizard has a tweet here for us. It's a hilarious <laughs> one. Three Smash games will never be at Evo. Also, with melee players guy. requiring three out of five for sixty-four. We can't accommodate them at Evo, so this could possibly be their final year at Evo. I hope Melee is super exciting in the arena this what year. A dick. Yes, this guy. This did not. I'm sorry. Are you done? No, go for it. Go <laughs> for it. Go for it. No, you're up. You're up. I don't want to interrupt, but like this, th- especially with someone on on like the level, the status of Mr. Wizard, the head Evo tournament organizer. Like what he said there may or may not be true, but like him saying it, it feels like he just is in a bad mood and wants to piss some people off. So he went and said this tweet. It's like, uh, of course, there aren't going to be three smash games at Melee. It's like he had to come in and say, yeah, well, well, here's a negative thing because there is too much positivity going around in the smash community. But I mean, realistically, Melee is, is, is this weird, like immortalized game um, where we're usually like the the new numbered game that comes in in a, in a fighting game franchise will kind of cannibalize the last one, um, but but melee of course the whole thing with brawl not sticking around as far as the competitive scene you know goes melee is immortalized right and then now you have 
um, this new game we just talked about looks a lot like Smash 4. Um, and, and there's a lot of similarities, a lot of crossover. We were watching, was it MK Leo play Bayonetta and just basically play Smash 4 Bayonetta mm-hmm. today yep. in mm-hmm. the uh, tournament. And so what that tells me is like, yeah, you're 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 probably gonna have the Smash Four crowd migrate over to this new Smash because that's the natural order of things. Melee's the anomaly. Melee will probably still stick around in the background because it's its own thing, and Smash Four will no longer be around. Smash Ultimate will be, and and there you go. Yep. Um, but like what what Wizard goes and says on Twitter here is basically just trying to start fires because he knows saying something like this will cause a stir. And I think it's really unprofessional. It's like it's his it's his prerogative at the end of the day. He can do what he wants. He's Mr. Wizard. But like why? Why be a you just kinda of being a dick? So. Why not, right? Now it, there it, is some context here. If we go back to the original tweet, uh, prior to that one that we showed, it says so many cool things in Smash Ultimate, but the community will ban ninety nine percent of it before December seventh yeah. without even yeah, trying what's it. With that shit? Then um, Mac at nobody thirteen I think says, "Hey, Smash three Smash games for twenty nineteen Evo. Which fighting game gonna get axed this time?" And then he said that thing that we already showed. And then um, Hungrybox chimes in. Dude, how many years have we brought you enough attendees to be in the top four? People are simply giving advice since your event is the biggest and want to see it thrive. We want to be on your side and give players and spectators the best experience. Melee plus Smash's ult will have the highest numbers. Smash four players will all flock to the new title. Blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to help you guys out here. It's fire starting. It's drama mongering. It's what he always does. But the, the weird thing is, keep it... it Keep in mind, the last time he was talking crap about this, like, uh, about a game, it was Infinite. Marvel. Yeah, Marvel Infinite. And guess what? That didn't make the cut for Evo. So, yeah, I just, I, I think it's unwise to do unless they've already decided that Melee is not coming back. And, you know. You could be they, totally right. I mean, that's a good point. If, if they have decided that they want to partner with Nintendo. Uh, there was an IGN article uh, that came out today that said that they're not saying it, but but they think Smash, that uh, Smash Ultimate is the thing is that Nintendo hopes puts Melee to the back oh, burner. Oh, Nintendo wants Melee to die for sure. They, uh, they, they, it hurts them. It actively hurts them that people still want to play Melee. It's an active problem for them. Yeah, so... And, you know, Nintendo's uh, been a partner with Evo for the last few years. They may they may be banking on saying, hey, we'll, we'll help you out, but we want <clears throat> this to be the spotlight game for Nintendo. Forget Melee. We want it all to be about Ultimate. So that decision may have already been made, you know. And we're talking about an event that's at least 13 months out. So... Mm. And uh, and if that happens, is it is it just Smash Ultimate then? Because you're not going to have Smash Four and Smash Ultimate. No, right? yeah, definitely. There's no, Smash Four is pronounced dead December seventh, and yeah. Nintendo's happy about that. The Smash Four players are happy about that. There is like there, the the proportion of people sad to be moving to Ultimate from Smash Four is going to be whoever played the top tier character that got nerfed, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing is, I'm just curious if you guys think this is even viable. Nintendo is that one org on this planet that kind of has the clout to do its entirely own thing, its own esports circuit with, uh, hell, even Mario Kart, Splatoon, uh, any other game that they want to throw in there, obviously Smash. 
um, and completely divorce itself from all standard or existing fighting games. Maybe they wouldn't do that because it would, you know, be hurtful to the uh, to the grassroots community. But do you guys ever think that Nintendo would do its own thing entirely? It, like, forget the Evos, look, but also forget all these standing, like you know, your Genesis or your big houses, whatever the hell. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think they would necessarily go in that direction. I I think they would be Mario Tennis. Um, yeah, let's let's get some Mario Tennis. I, I, I was going somewhere with that, but I my <laughs> joke is terrible. Um, but I think what you would see Nintendo do if they do make a move is similar to what Capcom did where with uh, the Capcom Pro Tour, where they will be the big dog at each event. They're still going to partner with Genesis. They're still going to partner uh, with Big House. They're still going to partner with Evo. They'll be a part of Evo. But everywhere else is going to be Smash-centric, and this is going to be the main event. They're going to have control over it. They're going to be the ones that decide what is and isn't okay on stream. Um, I, I, I think if they do want to go eSports, they want as much control over that as possible because this is one of the most brand-conscious, you know, image-conscious companies in video games right now hey guys shout outs to where is charles lee thank you thank you thank you I hope, you I, I hope you find charles <laughs> yeah um well guys i think we're almost out of topics here unless there's anything else you it's guys backwards want to compatible on. with the uh with the gamecube controller so hey all you melee players come play our new game right yeah, they're trying. So yeah, hard. I can promise you from what we've seen, it's not going to be. It's exactly as you said, John. It's not going to be the melee killer, for sure, unless no. Nintendo actually acts as melee somehow. But melee sucks. That's uh, debatable. But uh, anybody who says they didn't have fun playing melee back in the day is a liar. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, anything? What was the most exciting thing? Let's go around the table here. Uh, most exciting thing to happen in the last week for you. From game reveals to tournament circuit reveals. I got really damn hyped for this Smash reveal. When they showed... I, I thought the trailer was just magical, to be honest. And I I've already lost a lot of hype. Uh, it's not as new as I thought it would be, and I'm still excited for it. Uh, but I'd say that. I'm honestly excited to play it on the Switch. I hate the Wii U, like, something so severely, fiercely. I hate that console more than anything. <laughs> so, like... Now that I can actually play it without lugging around seven different things, I may give it another go. Um, Steve, you're really excited about Devil May Cry, right? I am super excited about Devil May Cry. Um, I just, you know, for me, video game-wise, I think the most exciting thing for me was uh, watching the Summit. You know, mm. yeah, there was so much good stuff going on, but I was able to catch the tail end of summit and just it was ridiculous actually i take that back most exciting thing i watched uh was at the summit but it wasn't the fighting game tournament it was the jenga game what is it about jenga man she's so hype jenga jenga is like all nerves and you've got and you've got guys who come from fighting games, which means you know they know how to exploit systems. So it, it, it's just a perfect marriage. Um, so that was the top for me. Juanelo? 
You know, um, I so I, I think the biggest deal was was the Smash reveal. And actually, I was talking to my uh, to my boss, who's been, you know, had his finger on the fighting game pulse for like the last twenty five years or so, and has seen all these reveals and things like that over the years. And he said that this was probably the biggest and most well done game reveal that he's ever seen. Mm. Um, and and so there's something to be said there. Um, for me personally, uh, I, I mean, I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes, what it does for the fighting game community, but I'm probably not going to invest a whole bunch of time in playing it um, outside of just like party mode kind of a thing. So for me, the biggest thing was uh, was the actual um, competition at Summit. I thought that seeing things get shuffled around the way they did, having new blood come onto the scene and win in Hook Gang God, um, that was the coolest thing for me because of because of how hot Dragon Ball Fighters is right now, and to to have the narrative change in that way, I think is really a, a really exciting look for it. So for me, that. But I, I, I hats off to Nintendo and Smash and their execution today at E3. Um, you've got everybody's attention with that, so that's that's a really good win for them. I do just want to say, like, as someone who's done a tiny bit of like looking at production work. Those trailers must have taken a jillion man hours. It was so long. There was so much original art for it. They put up every individual character trailer on their YouTube immediately thereafter. And then mm-hmm. they invited eight, you know, well-known Smash players to plan an invitational for it. So they put a lot of love into it for sure. Well, Nintendo's got a lot of bucks. They do. Um, just a quick note uh, for those of you expecting uh, – Taiwan Fighter this weekend. That was a Tekken World Tour event and a CPT event scheduled for this weekend. But due to a venue change, that is shift back to August. So wow. we're gonna ha- we're gonna have an interesting week this this uh, next show because there are no CPT events, wow. there are no Tekken World Tour events, uh, no Injustice Pro Series events till Evo. So this might be the shortest recap ever coming up. You can you can do a one you can put my name in one of those slides. You can do a recap of the recap. Uh, we'll go back and do the Optic Arena one. Um, all right, we have five minutes left. We're gonna do a lightning round of block rap. Grab block. You said it backwards, John. Um, <clears throat> all right, there were two new characters <laughs> revealed uh, for uh, Smash. But we're going to do all 65 characters, blocker grab. All right, let's go. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Ridley, blocker grab. Lightning round, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Is there a slow setting? <laughs> I think he looks weird, but grab. It was exciting. It's a she, if I'm not mistaken. She. Isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, John, blocker grab on Ridley. Ridley's been uh, requested so much since i think like brawl yeah. and such and it's and and then there's this whole like but but she's too big and doesn't fit and all this stuff and so to finally see them again nintendo fan service uh acknowledging their community um and, and she looks really cool so grab through and through she does really cool steve block grab on ridley i came across somebody in the skull girls subreddit asking how to play despacito with big band <laughs> So if if there is anything that can kill memes, I am all for it. I am grabbing this to kill that Wednesday Rid- Ridley meme. Yeah, did they figure out how to play Despacito? Uh, they no. figured it out. Someone taught them, and oh my god! Just... Yeah, somebody linked that. I want to listen to that. 
Uh, no, you don't. You do not. You do not. <laughs> Let's do it. What's the name of the? Is it Inkling, Inklet, Ink, Inklers? Inkling Girl and Inkling? Inkling Boy? Okay, Inkling Girl and Inkling Boy plus all their uh, color swaps. Block or grab? Definitely oh. grab. I think the Inkling is really man. cool. Inkling, oh, like man, you bad. can shoot ink at them to make them move slower I to make that, you yeah. move faster. The character looks really fast. Seems like they made them fit really well into Smash, like they always do. Grab. Mm. John, Blocker grab on yeah. the Inkling boy and the Inkling girl. The Inkling children, uh, they 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 fit the mold for a Smash character. Um, like what Donka was saying, the the like their little gimmicks and such, or I don't know if that's the right term for it, but the fact that they can uh, manipulate things in that way is an interesting kind of like fresh look at things. I think I saw that uh, you have only a certain amount of of paint to to deal with and then you have to like like charge that yeah. back up so that's kind of cool so they'll probably be really strong but also have like the the handicap of having to charge it back up and things like that so um a, a welcome addition um there might have been better characters to choose but like you think about it splatoon is huge for nintendo right now they're the easy choice it makes sense through and through so grab on that as well steve blucker grab on the splatoon character it's it's 100% grab. It makes perfect sense. I hope we get a a character or two from Arms to go. Yeah, with Yeah, that's it. the bonus round. Um, a lot of people well, in the chat what, are what I that up. See, what I want to see is because they they've got these Echo versions. You know, mm-hmm. these Echo fighters. Is Ken gonna be reused Echo? Oh, Fighter? that would be neat. Ooh, that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. Maybe Akuma, perhaps. That would be sick. They should do that. They won't, but they should. (laughs) So then, uh, bonus round here. The last one is any character from ARMS, but a lot of people are asking for Twintel. It's got to be Twintel. Yeah, grab. (laughs) John, are you buck grab on that? No, I want Dawson. No, it's fine. Twintel's fine. Cool. Go for it. So that's a grab. Steve? Uh, Twintel in Smash is a block. (laughs) <laughs> Twintel in DOA is a grab. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about Smash is like when Melee came out, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, people were like, oh, these clone characters, like we don't have enough space in the roster for this, you know, like, you like why Fox doesn't Ganondorf have his own moveset? Why doesn't fit? Because it used to be, they used to call them clones. That was what sure. you'd call them on mm-hmm. game FAQs. In this day and age, we have so many damn Smash characters that whoever they add, someone's going to be happy and everyone else is like, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? It's hard to be, like, upset. They're going to have, like... They already have, like, 70 characters in this game. It's like, whatever. Like, if you add someone, as long as it's not, like... I, I can't even think of something they could add that someone wouldn't be excited for. So, yeah, why not? Grab on everything. I want to Like, there, there is somebody who would play me. Yeah, they, I would. Ace <laughs> joins the fight. He has his hand belt. Or something I've like seen that. some pretty funny new challenger images today. <laughs> Steve schedules his way in. <laughs> Someone draw that for next week. We'll show it on the show. Sure. Um, all right. Guys, I appreciate you the show. No closing thoughts. We're about to wrap this shit up. Um, stop harassing people in Twitch chat. Yeah, it's yeah. getting old. It's not funny. Never You're won. not funny. You're not cool. Everyone wish uh, Efren good luck with his uh, with his new baby that's coming anytime. Impending. Wait, time out. What was that, Steve? Uh, that was my medal that I totally earned for my quality of play and not by being part of the staff. Not <laughs> at all. See, it says finalist, which means, oh, no, it said it up there. It says Astro down here because I am astronomically good at fighting games. <laughs> We've always known that. 
Except that Street Fighter 4. Um, all right, guys. That brings us to the end. Buenas noches. Love, love Miss Bye. See you next week. <laughs>